We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 147. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the My My It's Toasty Outside podcast. We are coming to you today from the uh, the Florida Keys, right? That's what it feels like. Well, I I don't know. I think your, your porch kind of looks like the Florida Keys out there. Well, there's no palm trees. No. Mother Nature forgot what month it is. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, Corey and Shara are doing the porch pod today. They're all outside, the sun shining, short sleeves, sunglasses. It's a perfect, perfect September day. Wait a minute. This is not September, is it? Wait, you mean December. <laughs> December? Oh, this is nuts. Yeah, I just, uh, it, we are basking in early fall warmth right now. Um, I just checked the latest forecast grid for Branson, kind of right over the city, and they've upped it to 77 degrees for a high. Now, the Branson Airport is at 75, and what did you say our weather station's recording, Corey? It was coming at 74 last I checked. Branson West Airport, they have 77 already. Branson West Air. wow. We are recording this on December 10th. Uh, it is about 248 in the afternoon right now this is not now yesterday we see springfield tied a record yesterday uh right and then west plains and the vichy rala area smashed through broke records and poor joplin over there they were they were only at 66 but their record was 71 so they didn't even get close to it Um, i think maybe we'll see some of those records break today too oh my gosh yes Um, i mean if we had a record you know if we had records kept for our area uh-huh. officially, hmm. who knows, you know? Well, you know, in three weeks, we are going to have the first yearly official Stormdar Weather uh, Climate Report, the 2020. The first, the first full, full year. year. Full yeah, year, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, we've got each month going on. and uh, well, We have a year, but we don't have, like, from January to December year. Yeah, a full calendar year, and and I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm, I think we just need to keep going. I mean, fortunately, we are, you know, for those of you who don't know, our weather station is hooked into the National Weather Service. Uh, what is it? It's not, it's not Cocoa Raz. It's a, a, uh, not a whips. You, you know what it is <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> I have to look it up. You, 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 you just, you just, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> we'll have to look up. It's a special thing where we latch in and other weather stations do this too. I mean, they actually request We're it. on Mattis, M-A-D-I-S, which is a meteorological something, something, something. That's it. Yeah. Something. And, uh. One other thing, too. The sun is almost out of my eyes. This is great. It's going to go back behind this. It's so right funny here. because the sun. almost see. Yeah, the sun. When, when we started the podcast just a few minutes ago, uh, the sun was shining brightly on their faces, and now the shadow is quickly 
overtaking. I can almost take my sunglasses off and see yeah. you. <laughs> this is great. I should uh, I should take a picture of this. I don't know if I can or not. And we we can post it on the podcast. I'll try it. So all the podcast listeners, okay. So this is what I'm this is what I'm looking at. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh wait, that's a slow mo. Hang on. Okay, let's try. <laughs> let's try it. One, two, three. Okay, got it. So we can post. I that. just have a button that take smile. I'm gonna take a picture of you now. Of me? Okay. Yeah, ready? One, two, ready, go. Good. Oh, Come my in God. my pajamas, by the way. Yeah, Who she is? is? She just got up. I just woke up, so I'm still in my pajamas. She just woke up. Those don't look like pajamas. They look like a nice blue uh, shirt. It's well, a when you do gown. that. <laughs> I love it. It's a nightgown. It's a nice gown. Yeah, so yeah, Cher's working nights this week, so how, how's that working for you? It's good. Okay. Of course, you just got up. That, that's why, you know, we want people to know it's almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, Shara just got up. It's like, no. I just got up. She's not lazy. She's not sick. She's working nights. Normally, so. I would have slept until 3.30 or 4. I got up at 2. So, I hope y'all feel special. Yes, because she is dedicated, stormed our weather podcast. But Well, she's got her own segment and your own music drop. So, there you go. Because I got to go back to work tonight. Yeah. So... Anyway, 77, I can't believe this. You know, I mean, now, this isn't going to last, obviously. I mean, it's... Hey, what? Two days is per... I mean, that's more than we asked for in December. We, we had yesterday, we have today. What, what more can you ask for? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think... I honestly didn't even think we were going to see 70 again. I really didn't. And, well, uh, you know, a few days ago, you know, three, four, five days ago... They started bumping us up into the 60s, and then 63, and then 65, then 67. The next, <laughs> and, and uh, they kept they kept bumping us up every every uh, run. Yeah. And I go, I bet. The, I mean, the way that's trending, we're going to hit 70, and, and we did that, and then some. And then, yeah. I mean, I I don't think there's any way we're going to hit 80. There, I mean, that's that's a little much. But you know, the only thing that we don't have for when this cold front comes through is severe weather. I know. Too, too bad. We might might have some lightning, maybe. But, but, you probably didn't see this. I checked right before the afternoon SPC outlook now has a marginal risk all the way up to Harrison. They've expanded it. Interesting. Interesting. Could expand it some more. We'll see. Oh, it was highly expanded from last night. I mean, there was just a little, little bitty right. sliver. I mean, it, you can check it out in a bit. But, yeah, it's like marginal covers a wide range, and it's inching north. Um, it's... I think, I mean, I totally agree with you. The way this trajectory and the models and everything is working out, it's a little east of Branson. I mean, we could get some thunder. I mean, the, a few days ago, the National Weather Service guys were even talking about, you know, models wanting to bring in just a little bit of instability, but nothing like, meh. So I kind of mentioned that in one of the posts. Well, a lot of the times what makes a big difference, and I haven't looked at this for this uh, event is the timing and what's going on during the day before that 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 cold front moves through? Have we warmed up yet? Have we, you know, where's it at? Maybe that's why they have Arkansas into you know, the marginal because it takes a while longer to get down there and not a chance to warm up. That would make total sense. That makes total, yeah, because the the thing is approaching from the southwest, and the the latest forecast is calling for showers to kind of move in Branson area after 9 a.m., well, that's going to hamper any warming 
you know, because I think I think they said the high tomorrow is what 50, 59, 58, 59. and I saw sixty just okay. about a few minutes ago. Okay, see, they keep bumping that thing up. I don't know. Yeah, I got I got to tell you, um, it, my upstairs in my I'm recording in the basement in my in my podcast area, but upstairs the house is warm. It's getting mm-hmm. warm, and I refuse to turn the the central air on. I refuse. It is December, you know, and I'd open up the door and open up the windows, but it's 75, 77 anyway. So I'm right. in the basement where it's nice and cooler. But it's nice to get even even if it's warmer. It's great to get fresh air in when you've been cooped up for a while, and, and you know it's December. We've had the heat gone. It's great. Just oh, to, I know disc golf. Because oh yeah, 75 outside feels a lot better than 75 inside. It does. It does because yeah. you can actually breathe outside. Right. Yeah. I have to tell our listeners, I, I, I didn't freak out, but it's like, oh, that makes sense. But uh, I texted Corey and I said, I'm about done with the outline. And then Corey texts his back and says, What outline? We're out in the kayak. This was like 25 Which I would have been yeah. if it wasn't for a podcast. <laughs> if I wasn't asleep. Yeah, I wish my wife didn't have to work. <laughs> so, and I said, and I texted back and said, you know, I really wouldn't blame you. Let's just do it tomorrow, whatever. But and then he said, I'm kidding. It's like, okay. so Tomorrow is, Nuts. We, don't, we aren't available. Tomorrow's a busy day in our house. Oh, really? We have a birthday tomorrow. And I'm going to attempt. Ah. Uh. And I will take video of Shara and I both. And Randy, what? you are invited if you want to do this as well. We're going to put roller skates on and go to the skating rink. Our tomorrow. whole family is going skating for Jillian's birthday. Oh, yep. my gosh. Jillian will be seven tomorrow. Wow. I'm going to test out my new insurance. Yeah, well, I was going <laughs> to say, there you go. Well, let me test out. Don't make me test out my new life insurance. Well, no. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I used to be a mad roller skater. Used to be. And, you know, I've got my back issues now. I would love to go again, but I'm kind of afraid to because I'm a little right. older than you I'm guys. I'm a little nervous about it. Like, I was a really good skater when I was younger, too. We had a skating rink in town, and I used to skate all the time. But I've not been skating. 20 years, maybe. I don't think I've ever been skating with you unless it was. I, oh, really? I don't know skating. that we've ever been skating. Now, Grant was invited to a birthday party at the skating rink here in Branson. Probably 10 years ago, if not more. Oh, wow. And I took him, and he'd never skated, so I put on skates to teach him. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. I, well, out of the whole <laughs> seven I mean, of I us, didn't fall and kill myself. So. Out, of the, out of all seven of us who are going to be skating tomorrow, I am willing to bet the best skater would be the birthday girl, seven-year-old Jillian, because she owns a she, pair of skates. Yeah, she she got skates. a pair of skates for her birthday, and she just skates all over the place. She's going to show you all so, up. You know she that. She taught herself oh, yeah. how to skate last year when she got skates for her she, birthday. She taught so. you all how to skate. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I'm just thinking we're all going to be in the middle of the floor in a pile hurting. <laughs> oh, man. With the little ones skating around us in circles. I, see, I remember the days when I could, could fall and not break something. Well, because you weren't as far from the ground when you're. Yeah. Well, even when, when I was small. a teenager, you know. But I mean, when your bones are strong, I'm getting to the point where my my bones are brittle. I fell. Like when over. I put the skates on, I realized that I'm really far from the ground right now. <laughs> if I fall, this is going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, I just took a, a slight little little tumble on the disc golf course, and I cracked a rib, and I didn't even fall that hard. I actually kind of fell on my arm, though, so I think my arm was the one that pushed it over there. I don't know. We're getting off subject now. Anyway, tomorrow is a wonderful day to go to the roller skate and be inside because it is going to rain all day. It's going to be kind of a... It's not... 
It doesn't look like it's going to be steady, but it's going to be round after round after round after round of showers. And they've also upped the rainfall amounts. Now they're saying a three quarters inch to an inch and a quarter, which is a you know an inch would be great. Yeah, I've seen that range too uh, from different places posting them on Facebook, uh, the TV stations in Springfield. One of them had uh, 80, 87, uh, 0.87, and then the other one had 1.17, I think. So, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm checking NWS. It, it's a little early for them to start updating. Now they still got the one from... Mm-hmm. This morning, yeah, it's about between three and four is when they start issuing their new graphics. Uh, well, maybe by the end of the podcast, I'll keep that up. Maybe we can do that. But uh, you know, I got to tell you, there was something interesting I was following. Well, let me back up just a little bit. This, this event should be pretty much out of here Saturday afternoon. It's a quick little moving system coming up from the southwest. It's going to rain, blah blah blah, do its thing, and we get a little wraparound moisture, uh, not snow on Saturday. I don't think it's i don't i'm not seeing snow i mean it's a colder rain let's put it that way and then that's going to move off and then we're going to have a break and then sunday there's this interesting little system and i don't know if you've been following it or not but i've been following it two days ago the models especially the gfs but other ones were on it too had something developing in like west central kansas moving through south central kansas and into kind of central oklahoma and then headed to the southeast. The next day, the models had pushed it a little bit further to the east. So it was developing in central Kansas, going into southeast Kansas, then northeast Oklahoma, and then western Arkansas. Now, today, they've moved it east again. And so now there's some TV personalities and people starting to say, ooh, it could snow on Sunday. I'm not buying the snow thing yet. On Sunday, what's your thought? No. I never buy the snow thing anymore. I just get disappointed every year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until I see snow falling from the sky. And here's, here's, here, <laughs> I mean, I, I have been following it, and, and it's hard to buy it when it's 77 degrees right now. Right. Uh, now, if it were to snow, it's not going to do much because this thing is a pretty fast mover. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, there are certain uh, textbook meteorological situations that are in what trains what you train with to be a meteorologist, whether it be online or at a university. And I've seen several meteorologists post that this setup and situation is depicted you, uh, perfectly in, in in a textbook, and it tells where it would snow if it were going to snow, and we wouldn't be in it. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is just my opinion. If it's going to snow at all, it would be way west of us, way in Kansas, yeah. way down it, where it always snows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know. I mean, Oklahoma City's already had an ice storm. I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, they're exp- South Central Kansas and the western portion of Oklahoma seems to be experiencing winter this year, and not us. It's seventy-five well, degrees. They get it out there a lot more than we do every year. And I know that that little ice storm that was a freak event. That wasn't something that normally happens. That's you know, no, but 
They get a lot more than we do, those ice storms. They do. They're right you know, in that convergence zone. Further west you go, you know, you're closer, especially western Kansas, you're closer to Colorado, and it's cold, and the wind comes sweeping down the plains, even though it's Kansas, not Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> but they get it in Oklahoma, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes total sense. You know, then what we're getting here is more of the Gulf influence of that moisture coming up. Well, well see, that's our problem. Right. <laughs> Forever and always will be, probably. I, I think so. I don't know. We're not that far from the ocean, really. I mean, oh, we can drive it in a day, easy. We, we can get there in a day. Yeah, absolutely. Was it? I can get you to. I can get you to New Orleans. We're and, still like a good thirteen. I was going to say about thirteen hours. I, I'd say ten. I'd say I can get there in well, ten. Well, it depends on who's behind the wheel. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if it's raining, if it's raining, it's going to take like twenty hours. So, but if you're a weather system or moisture coming up from the Gulf, you can get here in no time. Yeah, no traffic. You know, that's true. You can go all over over the uh, big mountains in 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 Arkansas. I hear a and siren. Maybe it's our ele- it's probably our elevation too. Yes, there could are sirens. Oh. Uh, probably. So I mean, basically, so Sunday it's like yeah, not gonna put too much in it. I do think it another, probably will rain, but I don't think it's another uh, scenario for this would be, and I've seen a couple of guys talking about this is maybe the higher elevation and hills in northwest Arkansas might get a dusting out of it. Oh, higher elevations, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, a lot. I, this should have been a, a weather word of the week, but it, it's too general. It's called the snow line. And if you live in California or Colorado or any mountainous area, you will be familiar with what is called the snow line. Um, I'm sure people have heard of the tree line. You get to a certain point where the oxygen gets so low and the trees stop, like on top of a mountain. Yeah, and everything's barren. Yeah. Once you get to the top of Pikes Peak, you pass a sign that says, no more trees past this point. Yeah. Because there's not enough oxygen for them to grow. Exactly. And then, now, now that's pretty, I think, fairly, if I say fairly consistent, you know, because of the elevation. But when you get the snow line, it kind of depends on the system because some, sometimes oh, yeah. your snow line could be... Uh, at, at 2,000 feet, could be at 5,000. And it's interesting in the winter to read the forecast discussions, uh, like in Wyoming and Colorado, because you can, you can see, you know, it, it'll actually tell that snow line, you know, below, you know, rain below 33,000, you know, thir- or 3,300 feet, and then snow above 5,000. So it's kind of cool to watch that. But again, we're not going to do that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, what the GFS is doing, and it's going to get us into our new uh, segment for another couple of weeks. Um, uh, the GFS is kind of showing, and I'm latching on to GFS because it's it, it's a longer range. So, in other words, it's eye candy. We're just looking at like trends or whatever, uh, wave after wave after wave every few days. So we're going to have that wave on Sunday, and then it wants to bring in another wave on Wednesday. Now, once we get to next Wednesday, that's a week out. So the accuracy and the confidence goes way down. So we're, we, we're just kind of looking at that. And then it wants to bring uh, something in on the Friday. And uh, let's see. I'm look, Oh, I crossed something out of my notes here. Anyway, uh, but I do want to get to uh, – I'm all over the place. Okay, let me finish that. Randy, finish your thought. 
GFS is saying we're going to have an active pattern. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> You're going to have every few every few days, we're going to have a little something coming through. So but put a period on that. Now, I want to get to the Christmas holiday outlook. Now, I want to stress, today is the 10th. Christmas is the 25th, so we're two weeks out. So the GFS, uh, we're just looking at it as something, uh, looking at it as a trend, but the GFS is wanting to bring something pretty substantial in on the 24th, which is two weeks from today. Now, not going to hang our hat on anything right now, but the, it, the GFS had a pretty good way, a pretty good latch on this Sunday system. And that this system we're experiencing tomorrow, it's going to bring it in from the southwest. So we're just going to have to wait and see uh, what uh, we're going to inter- keep this segment in. Now, next week when we do this segment, we're going to have other models that are going to start latching onto it. And the GFS will probably change. Just going to throw that out there. Is, so it may say nothing by that time. But it's, anyway, it's something to watch. And the only reason that we're taking note of it is because it is the Christmas holiday. Hopefully nobody... Hopefully everybody's going to stay home. We don't want to get into that conversation again. But if anybody has to travel, it could impact your travel plans. You had to bring that up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Well, first of all, it's just a tease at this point. Right, you know, yeah. Every year. Oh. Every year. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it won't affect me any. No, it won't I mean, affect, affect us, but it won't affect big plans or anything because we're a good family and we <laughs> we ain't got none <laughs> well, mask I, up yeah well and i set my tree up i have my little tree i mean the only thing is is my 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 kind of grandson uh logan from fayetteville was we're trying to figure out when he can come up because he only has like a couple of days off from his work uh and what we were thinking is the 23rd <laughs> and so i was like Ew. so i don't know that if if, if it's going to do something again it's probably going to change, so we're not going to change plans or anything, but something to keep our eye on. So he's going to, it's two hours to Fayetteville, so you don't want to drive if it's going to be snowing. And it's not a good road. No. There's no good roads to Fayetteville from Branson. No, we just go 412. I wish, but I, I wish there, you know, was a straight shot, four lane, like 65. I would go there much more often than I do. But you know what the weird thing? Fayetteville to Springfield is really good because you could just take 49 interstate all the way to Joplin and then 44 all the way right. to Springfield. You got you know, yeah. but from Branson, <laughs> you have to go 65 yeah. south to 412. I mean, that's one way, and then to, I take 412 all the way in, so you don't have to yeah. think about it. So we're gonna do that. I've got to get some uh, a ham for my mother. I got the turkey. We got the turkey out of the way and get the ham, and it was again just a little small. Me and my mom just get together and. Uh, I have a little novelty thing for her. I will tell you off the podcast. Uh, I got little novelty things. That I was thinking about, and I haven't talked to Cher about this. I was thinking about, what, what would you think about uh, smoking a Christmas brisket or something like that? Mm. Marinated, 24-hour marinade. I'm down, because I'm not a huge fan of turkey, actually. I haven't made a brisket in years. Years. I, I feel like tell we you did when. brisket for Thanksgiving or something one year. No, that wasn't us. That was your mom. Brisket is good. Even if we stay home (laughs) for Christmas, we're still going to have a house full of people. Our college kids get home today. Oh, for there's nine. I have no idea where they're at. They should have been here by now, but they're not. So okay. Well, that's probably good because it's a little after three. 
It's amazing that the sun is not even shining at all on you now, basically. It's behind the building. There's a building right next to us. Ah, there it's you go. still very much out. It's just behind the building. <laughs> it's just but behind. it's much cooler since that sun, you know, the radiational heating's gone. That's it's, that's it's, right. That it's was much more uh, tolerable, actually. That crazy December sun was making it hot. Well, and I, that's why I was telling Corey. It's like when I was looking at the, playing the end of the show. We had an afternoon show on Wednesday about four o'clock. I, you know, I I can't really watch disc golf anymore uh, because I'm having to concentrate on playing. So I called up our our weather station and watched it, and it updates every one to two minutes on our dashboard. And every one to two minutes, the temperature would start falling 0.2 degrees. And it just, every one to two minutes, it would fall 0.2 degrees. I thought, wow, because the sun's going down one, in its clear skies. We're under high pressure. So right. as soon as that the sun starts going down, boom, those temperatures are going to fall. Although tonight now, it's not going to be cold. I'm confused about something. Okay, what's that? So what you're saying is <clears throat> you don't fully pay attention and during the show and like you're looking at other things oh yeah i'm watching disc golf like you could do that show in your sleep or yeah. something oh yeah <laughs> of course well i arranged the whole show so it's like i it, it's a, <laughs> you're same, like i wrote it if i, I want to change it up a little bit yeah the, the problem was <laughs> is because uh one of the kids was out no one of the wives was out so we had to change some things and change some keys and then it's like okay now i have to concentrate i have to think about the show <laughs> So and that was okay. Right. I could do that. Oh my gosh! Well, I think cool. I I did not have time to record the underwater hurricane gliders. I did not forget that. I have it on on my list here uh, for weather school. But we had talked about uh, a week or two ago. We talked about weather balloons, and I thought I haven't done that one in a while. So we're gonna bring back the weather balloons weather school, and uh, I'm gonna listen to it too because there's some cool stuff in there. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. The National Weather Service just said there will be a special weather balloon launch due to the potential of some severe weather developing later today. What's a weather balloon? A weather or sounding balloon is a type of high-altitude balloon that carries instruments aloft to send back information on atmospheric pressure, temperature, humidity, and wind speed by means of a small, expendable measuring device called a radiosonde. A radiosonde is a battery-powered telemetry instrument that measures various atmospheric parameters and transmits them back by radio to a ground receiver. Radiosondes on weather balloons can be tracked by radar, radar direction finding, or navigation systems such as GPS. Balloons that are meant to stay at a constant altitude for long periods of time are known as transosondes. Weather balloons that do not carry an instrument pack are used to determine upper-level winds and the height of cloud layers. A radiosonde that is dropped from an airplane and falls, rather than being carried by a balloon, is called a drop sonde. 
Specialized radiosondes are used for measuring particular parameters, such as determining the ozone concentration. The balloon itself produces the lift and is usually made of a highly flexible latex material, though chloroprene may be used and the radiosonde hangs at the lower end of the string. The balloon is usually filled with hydrogen due to lower costs, although helium can also be used. The ascent rate can be controlled by the amount of gas which with the balloon is filled. Weather balloons may reach altitudes of 25 miles or more, limited by the diminishing pressure causing the balloon to expand to such a degree that it disintegrates. A parachute attached to the end of the balloon allows the radiosonde to fall slowly to the ground at speeds less than 22 miles an hour after the balloon bursts. Each radiosonde contains a mailing bag and instructions on what to do if you find one. About 20% of the 75,000 radiosondes sent up each year in the U.S. are found and returned. These instruments are fixed and reused, saving the government money. For lower altitudes, a smaller ceiling balloon is used to determine the altitude of cloud bases. And for much higher altitudes, sounding rockets are used. And for even higher altitudes, satellites are used. Weather balloons are launched around the world for observations used to diagnose current conditions as well as by human forecasters and computer models for weather forecasting. About 800 locations around the globe do routine releases twice a day. Some facilities will also do occasional supplementary special releases when meteorologists determine that there is a need for additional data between the 12-hour routine launches in which time much can change in the atmosphere. One of the earliest documented uses of weather balloons was by a French meteorologist, Leon Tesserin de Bourg. He was actively launching weather balloons as early as 1896. His work was instrumental in the discovery of the tropopause and the stratosphere. Because de Boer's work was so instrumental, he was honored by having both a crater on the moon and a crater on Mars named after him. In the early 1900s, a meteorologist and geophysicist by the name of Alfred Wegener used weather balloons to perform experiments which led him to discover the continental drift theory. He published his theory in 1912. His theory was met with a lot of resistance and wasn't accepted until the 1960s, more than 30 years after his death. He has also been honored by having both a crater on the moon and a crater on Mars named after him. James Van Allen, who would later discover our Earth's Van Allen belts, also performed many important weather balloon experiments in the 1950s. Time magazine honored him as Man of the Year in 1960. Imagine what you could discover by launching your own mission to the edge of space. Weather balloons are typically manufactured from latex. Latex is a natural substance found in many plants. Plants use latex as a defense against herbivorous insects. 
This milk-like liquid can be extracted from trees, much like maple syrup is extracted from maple trees. Once the latex is naturally extracted, it is spun in a mold in the shape of the balloon and cured. Each balloon is then inflated and inspected for leaks and defects before being shipped out to distributors and customers. A little fun fact. In July of 1982, truck driver Larry Walters tied 42 weather balloons to a lawn chair with the goal of flying out of Los Angeles following the wind currents over the desert and coming to rest safely in the Rocky Mountains. The balloons had more lifting power than Walters bargained for, however, and within minutes his flying lawn chair had shot up to a chilly 16,000 feet. Thankfully, Walters had an air gun aboard, and he was able to shoot out a few of the balloons, descending safely into a backyard in Long Beach, California. It's nearly impossible to predict the weather without knowing the conditions of the upper atmosphere. It may be sunny and quiet at sea level, but at 18,000 feet, a weak storm system could soon turn into something more dangerous. By sending up regular squadrons of balloons to measure the conditions of the upper atmosphere, meteorologists can keep tabs on brewing storms. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you know everything about the weather balloons, the radio sound, and the drop sound we talked about uh, last week for the hurricanes. So I think it's time for the next segment, which is in other news, and I don't have anything. So hopefully Corey's got something. You don't have anything? You just didn't try hard enough. I, it's Christmas season. I'll try harder. Well, you know. <laughs> we'll start. I got I got a handful of things. We'll start with, uh, hey, December 13th, Sunday night, and to Don Monday is the, the Jiminy Meteor Shower, one of the biggest <gasps> meteor showers of okay, the year. Okay, well, there year. goes that fun fact. Oh. Well, I can still talk about it. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can still have fun facts about it later. And then, <laughs> Where went that one? I'm, this is Hold other, on, let me find another other one. News. <laughs> anyway, it peaks this Sunday, you know, 25 to 75 meteors an hour. Oh. Not, not a huge, not a huge, I like them to be 100 and over. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's coming up. Take a look up in the sky. They pretty much come from all over the place. Just look up. You'll 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 see one. Hopefully. Okay. But you know, uh I don't know. Well since we're already talking about what it. What the clouds are gonna look like. They're saying on that, day. that this year is supposed to be like uh, the perfect year to see it. Why? Because of the moon. The peak of the meteor shower lands just one day after the new moon. So the sky <gasps> oh. will be nice and dark, perfect for stargazing. If the sky is clear and temperatures aren't too chilly, it's worth venturing outside. Okay. And like how we did it the first year. I'm checking we the just forecast. Got in a sleeping bag and covered up. Um, oh my gosh! Dis- so December, whatever that was, night no, two, 1998. Yeah, 1998. Um, we were watching them. I was humongous pregnant. I was due with our first mm. child anytime, and Corey woke me up at three or four in the morning and said, "Let's go outside and lay in the driveway." And saw the best meteors we've ever seen anywhere. Like Twenty below, and we were bundled up in a sleeping bag and pillows on the driveway in the middle of the night watching nice. meteors. Nice. Do you have breaking news, Rando? No. 
Oh, I thought you saw something on your computer. Like a well, I was, I was like, I mean, if, yeah. Well, the only breaking news was I was looking at the forecast grid for Branson. Sunday, forty percent chance of rain, mostly cloudy. Sunday night, partly cloudy, low twenty-three. So, well, if, if there's breaks in the clouds, put on your heavy coat, bring your pregnant wife, and go out into the driveway <laughs> and watch. <laughs> Do not bring your pregnant wife. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll have her stay at home. Okay. That's the breaking news. But then it's sunny on Monday. So anyway, that I was going to check the grid. All right. So what else? Um, I, is it my turn? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You're the only one with I'm other news. I'm the only news. one with other news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's talk about the uh, radar down south. The radar that got hit by hurricane. Well, it got hit by two hurricanes in Louisiana. Uh. Okay. They are rebuilding it right now. And yesterday, they, the crew at KLCH, that's Lake Charles, uh, they completed the torque on 1,000-plus bolts. Each panel has I don't know how many bolts with it. So they're, they're tightening all the bolts and caulking. They, they got the radome all put back together. You know, that thing was gone with the hurricane, and that thing's been out of service for forever. Oh, yeah. Since, since, since the hurricane force winds went through there. They still have a lot of rebuilding to do for the actual radar and all the components, but they got that radar built up. They were taking some pictures. The way that thing is built looks like a soccer ball. It's pretty cool. Well, so, and, um, well, the people don't know. You're saying the word radome. Uh, we know what it is. For the for the people who are not weather people, the 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 when you see a radar unit sitting at the National Weather Service, it's that huge white. Usually white ball. It's a big ball, yeah. and it's that's a dome that's covering the radar. So therefore, they call it a radome. Uh, ooh, that's a weather word of the week. We'll have to bring that up. Okay. Uh, I watched a story yesterday on the Goes T weather satellite. Oh, it's pretty cool. They uh, they're taking uh, what they learned from Goes R and. Uh, goes s and putting some things that they wanted to have improved in it and, and some technology you know even in the past two three years technology still continues to advance so they're putting some more advanced systems in this thing it's going it's scheduled to launch a year from now in december 2021 uh goes t now the goes t is the third satellite in in what they call the goes r series okay and and it's uh lifespan is going to be 15 years so. oh nice All right now there's they've got it completely built uh and it's in like a special hangar at lockheed martin in littleton colorado and they they're able to run all kinds of tests like they suck all the oxygen out of the room to make sure everything's going to work in a no oxygen situation and then they make it really 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 cold to make sure all their instruments are working and then they go and make it really 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 hot because they say the weather side is going to going to experience both extreme cold and extreme heat and no oxygen situations so every little system and computer and and it all has to be tested you know before I mean, that's crazy. That's so I don't know the price tag of it, but it has to be astronomical. Can you imagine? It weighs 6,000 pounds and that is without fuel. I I, I didn't I, I don't realize before I read this article that they actually have satellites have fuel in them. 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So it's going to weigh about 14,000 pounds when it has fuel in it. So, so the whole, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's going to have more fuel weight than the actual weight correct. of the satellite. Wow. Correct. Okay. It's going to launch from Cape Canaveral in uh, a year from now, in December 2021. And uh, it's going to uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Now, it doesn't look like a, a satellite that you would have in your mind what a satellite looks like. It looks completely different. Oh, wow. It's not, yeah. Okay. So it's pretty cool. I need to research that. Goes T. I knew it was coming up, and I knew it one was being built. And that's the next one. Now there will be a, a Goes U after that one. Mm-hmm. They're pretty... They're pretty creative with names. Uh, well, yeah, not like hurricanes. But goes T and U. That'll they'll change. They'll change those names once it launches. When it becomes operational. Well, it used T to be become, goes sixteen and seventeen, and they changed it to goes R and S. You're 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 right. Now they're not calling this goes eighteen and nineteen. It's actually called goes T and U. I don't know why. How weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. But it is called. This is the third. Out of four in the Goes R series, and does it say where it's going to? It does not. Okay, I've, I've I've watched for that. It didn't really say too much of that uh, once it gets up into space, but it, it's gonna it's gonna extend the avila of I, I can't talk. Spit I'm having out. a stroke. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I lost my mind it's, the first segment. So. <laughs> The, uh, it's going to extend the availability of the GOES satellite service until 2036. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> I got to look at that one. That's wild. Hey, have you heard the National Weather Service has a, a problem? Okay. And I just deleted it. <laughs> well, hey, They're having a, you fixed the problem. Do you know what? Yeah, <laughs> they wish. They're having a bandwidth problem on their websites. I wondered. They got too many people looking at at uh, maps and models and oh, all kinds of. Okay. And and they're facing a shortage. They, they for the past decade, this has been building and building and building and building. And they're thinking they're going to have to come up with a plan to where they can only service 60 viewers or views per minute. And that's going to drastically reduce during weather events. It's going to drastically reduce what's available uh, and when it's available to, to, to us and to everybody in real time. That, I'm that's, sure they'll come up with something. I was going to say, that's counter to what their whole mission goal is. I mean, exactly. they've got to be a way to get more bandwidth. It's it's a government agency. Well, okay. That's, right? Yeah, okay. As I'm saying, okay, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. But they should be able to do fiber and bandwidth and be able to get... Huh. Well, there is a fix for the problem. It's going to cost, I think, $15 million or something like that. Uh, now their budget for NOAA. This is NOAA. This is everybody. Storm Prediction Center. Everybody under the umbrella. Oh. All the websites. Okay. They have an annual budget of six 
billion, I do believe, five or six billion dollars. Okay. So they're trying to figure out a way to come up with that uh, $15 million fix, you know, you know, and, and, and there have been times in the past few years where you and I have had problems with the storm prediction center, uh, internet and they, they've had problems there. Remember that they, they weren't updating their maps or they weren't updating their convective outlooks because they didn't have internet. They had Facebook somehow, but, but their internet was down. So yeah, it's something to watch. You know, we shouldn't be having that problem in 2020, especially with a government agency. But there it is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering They're if if it, if the bandwidth is getting robbed because everybody's zooming now. I wonder. I just wonder if the whole system is being bogged down, or if the well, they're government, so they well, would be they on a have different a certain amount of bandwidth allotted to them. Okay, but right now. The quick fix is their proposed their proposed remedy is to limit users to 60 connections per minute on a large number of its websites that provide weather observations, forecasts, warnings, computer models, air quality, aviation, and ocean conditions. So it's across the board. Well, they better make the Weather Ready Nation people uh, priority <laughs> right? so we can get in there because we're the ones helping them disseminate the message. Yeah, but I, you know, you don't, that's something you don't think about. You know, you, you don't think that's ever going to be a problem because you have larger companies that that are, you know, they're, they're there to make money. Mm-hmm. Like even CNN and the Weather Channel, they, they get many, many more connections per minute than 60. And you have to imagine that the National Weather Service is up there with them or even more because all the agencies that look up to them to get that information. So I imagine oh. they are weighed down. Yeah, you know that makes so sense. Hopefully, they can fix that, and it's not going to be too much of a problem in the future. So that's all Man. my and other news that that I have today. Wow! So Geminids, a cool satellite, and National Weather Service having problems. Yeah, that sounds like a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm going to try to get... I was wondering about those Geminids, because this is the time of year where when my kind of grandson Logan would come up when he was younger, we would sit and watch them. But I don't know. Hopefully, we'll have some clearer skies. I don't know. Sunday's a long way away, like three days. It is. So we'll see. Well, that's pretty cool. So, Shara, are you about ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's... let's, Time for Shara's Fun Fact. Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. And it's Shara's Fun Facts segment, and I'm sure she has a couple, so we'll... I have a couple, the ones that Corey didn't steal. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's okay. I'm I'm full of it. I'm full of facts. He he literally... (laughs) You're full of something. He literally Ah. told me. He's like, hey, don't forget the meteor shower. And then I looked through my stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's December 13th. That's coming up, and... Okay. We can start with that. So, yeah, Geminids. Wow. Okay. Okay. The month of December. (laughs) Fun facts. Here we go. December is the 12th month and last month in our modern-day Gregorian calendar. Thank you, Shara. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) We didn't know. Did you know? Okay, yes. It was originally the 10th month of the Roman calendar, hence... December comes from the Latin word decim, meaning 10. I wondered about that. 
Uh, like, like deck. D-E-C, yeah. decade. Yeah. It's September. Sep is seven. Right. So they added a couple. Oh. So back in the Roman times, the calendar only had 10 months, and it began with March. The winter period was not even assigned months because it was not an active time for military. Because, you know, that's what we, or agriculture or civil life. I guess everybody just stayed home in the winter. Stopped, yeah. (laughs) Nothing was happening. (laughs) So we don't even put those months on the calendar. Wow. Wow. Okay. And just throw this in there on the calendar. December 10th, which is today, Uh is the beginning of Hanukkah. So for all of our Jewish listeners. Yes. Yes, happy Eight-night festival of lights begins at sundown tonight, which is coming up, and ends on sundown on the 18th. Okay. All right, so I tried to find some cute little things here. December, changeable and mild. I don't always, I don't get all these, so you guys can help me out. Okay. December, changeable and mild, the whole winter will remain a child. Does that mean it's I gonna, don't know what that means. Does that mean it's going to be like crazy weather? It's just going to be all over the place? Or well, can a month actually wind? If December is mild, <laughs> winter remains a child in it. Winter matures in January and February. Oh, so we'll have like a mild. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Sometimes he's smart. See what I'm saying? Thunder in December presages fine weather. We any That's thunder fine for yet? me. I'm I'm all for some I would like thunder. to hear a, I would like to hear a rumble before tomorrow's. So over. we we, all, we we personally know when the shortest day of winter is because we had a child then. Yes. But frost on the shortest day is said to indicate a severe winter. Don't okay. believe it. So don't yeah. believe it. Yep. Yep. Don't believe it. I don't know what this one has to do with anything. December cold with snow brings rye everywhere. So I guess if you like rye. I don't like rye. So <laughs> Not a fan. I've never really had it. Like rye bread? I've it. tried rye bread. Yeah, it's just like this. It's like clove. I don't like clove either. Yeah, rye and clove. And I think I went on a snow tangent here, so oh, bear okay. with me. Okay, we like snow. A little water can add up to a lot of snow. You might remember in my past fun facts, I said how much water was in an inch of rain or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember what the fact was. but So the air doesn't need to be super moist to produce impressive amounts of snow. Unlike plain rainfall, a bank of fluffy snow contains lots of air that adds to its bulk. That's what would have been an inch of rain in the summer equals about 10 inches of snow in the colder months. Depending on the ratio. Snow ratio, yes. But that's pretty common, actually. Yeah. Well, some of us didn't know that, okay? Well, that's okay. It's a weather podcast. That's why we... I'm glad you're learning from us. Yeah. I'm learning. Learning weather facts. Spread the weather wealth. You may think of snow as being pristinely white, but technically, it's completely colorless. Despite that fact, tiny particles of dust or algae can make snow appear to be a range of different rainbow-like colors, including yellow, orange... Green and even purple. But we all know what causes yellow snow. I'm Stay just, I'm just that, familiar though. with yellow snow. I was told it not to white eat it. to me. <laughs> it looks white, but you know, it's like the whole color thing. You know, the grass looks green, the sky looks blue, but is it really? Yes. Okay, here's one. Can I bounce off of that particular fun Absolutely. fact? <laughs> Clouds look white, but they're actually not mm-hmm. white. They're actually just colorless. They're colorless. And- yeah. And. The sun shines on them, and that's why it gets really shadowy. So, yay. But I haven't seen a yellow cloud. No? No. Hmm. 
Yeah, we don't see colorful. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) For years, it's been common practice to use salt on roads and sidewalks in order to melt the slippery, potentially dangerous ice. But salt can actually be harmful to the environment. And in an effort to be more eco-friendly, some cities are using alternative methods to melt the ice, such as beet juice, beer waste, and pickle brine. According to the National Geographic, a county in Wisconsin, state famous for its dairy, is even using cheese brine to prep the roads before snowstorms. Okay, the cheese makes sense because it would give you traction. Well, it would give you traction, (laughs) wouldn't it? It seems like a good waste of cheese. Well. But I guess if you're Wisconsin and you've got plenty of it. Why would you want to use beet juice? Because it stains everything. Everything would be purple and red. Now, that, out of all those, that's the one I've heard before is beets. Beer waste? What is beer waste? Well, I guess like the, the products that they didn't that get into the beer. Over after you made it, beer. It's what makes yellow snow. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. I don't know. Okay, and then a couple Christmas facts. Oh, okay, okay. The tradition of Christmas trees goes all the way back to ancient Egyptians and Romans who marked the winter solstice with evergreens as a reminder that spring would return. So if you decorate with a green tree, wreaths, or evergreen garland, you're throwing it way back to the ancient Egyptians. (laughs) Throwing it way back. You're throwing it way back. And in talking of the Christmas tree, you might want to brew a cup of tea when trimming your tree this year to pay homage to its origins. When Prince Albert of Germany introduced a tree to his new wife, Queen Victoria of England, It took off across the pond. A drawing of the couple in front of the Christmas tree appeared in Illustrated London News in 1848. And as we say, the idea went viral. Oh. And henceforth, we have the Christmas tree. Interesting. We have learned so much about Christmas because Santa wasn't, his outfit wasn't wasn't red. red until Coca-Cola came along. Right. And now the tree with, uh, what's her name? Queen Victoria. Yeah, Queen Victoria and the tea and stuff. How cool. But I actually, and I have lots more on Santa Claus coming up, but I'm saving him for closer to Christmas. Yeah, we got, we got a couple more podcasts to go on. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Not bad on only a couple hours of sleep, huh? Gonna, oh, is that all? Is that That's have? it. I'm oh, out. Sorry. I Corey have, took my Geminids. No, oh, I have. It's 3:43. I have breaking news. Breaking news. Now, the National Weather Service has issued their new graphic, 3:25. I knew they would. Now they are calling for a good chance for showers and a few storms Friday and Friday night. Yes, this is, and they have upped. The rainfall amounts for Branson and Springfield, we are now at one to one and a half inches. Um, Which would be like 10 to 10 and a half inches of snow. 10 to 15. No, 10 to 10 and a half. (laughs) Okay. uh, I'm going to leave that one in. Uh, (laughs) I want snow this year. I need you all to work on that for me. I would love some. Oh, uh, well, we're, we're, you know. I'm not the only one dreaming of snow. (laughs) It's been way too long since Branson has had a good sledding snow. Well, if the GFS pans out for that Christmas Eve thing, it's it's saying something that's pretty. (laughs) Something. (laughs) It's throwing way forward. (laughs) 
<laughs> it won't do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I guess the new model data coming in is suggesting a little bit more rain, and they're now, now saying some uh, possible thunder in the actual forecast. They have not been saying that. They've been saying showers. Eh. So now they're coming in. So there you go. And we could get Here's some. hoping. Yeah, and uh, next could week. Could be a Christmas miracle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was, I was about ready to wrap that up. We can't wrap it up. We forgot. Can't wrap it, it up. We, we have one more segment. Let's get to that. It's the weather word of the week. I was so busy with the breaking news, I totally forgot about the stormed our weather weather word of the week. So we're going to tag that to Shara. Uh, and so what is this week's stormed our weather weather word of the week? <clears throat> A glaciation. <laughs> yes, glaciation. It's, uh, I thought that was a cool word. It is a cool word. The transformation of cloud particles from water droplets to ice crystals. Thus, I can't see, a columbus cloud. <laughs> you threw a freaking word in there. That's well, not part of the word. <laughs> Thus, a cumulonimbus Okay, cloud right. is said to have a glaciated upper portion. Now, that's just not fair. You're not supposed to make the sentence harder than the word. I actually thought you knew what a cumulonimbus cloud was. Well, I mean, after I had to look at it, but I mean, like, my vision is blurred on my phone, so I'm like, okay, what does that say? Oh, but that's I'm like, right, and you're doing a porch pod. Cumulonimbus. Cumulonimbus. Okay. Oh. I had to look at it for a second. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to hear you pronounce that one more time. I may have to... Cumulonimbus. There you go. It. There you I go. I got it. <laughs> Takes me a second. I love it. It yeah. looked like the L was front of the, in front of the M when I first read. I was like, Oh my gosh. That's what I should do, Corey. Is have have a, a a series of all the really cool cloud names for the weather word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Shara try to pronounce yeah, them. Yeah. Talk about entertainment. No, that'd be good. So. <laughs> Well, now, now I can, we can think about wrapping this up because I know Shara's got to get ready for to go to work, and I've got a show tonight, and Corey has to get the kayak out. Um, he wishes. Well, you got another what? He's got hour. to stay here and watch kids. <laughs> I got dinner. Oh, gotta make dinner. Good. Maybe, maybe something on the grill. I don't know. I've domesticated him. <gasps> there you go. I've edumacated you all, and I domesticated my husband. Wow, domesticated, but yeah, we got to figure out a word for that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we're gonna. This is we're say bye bye to the warm temperatures and the cold fronts coming in. Showers coming in tomorrow, so maybe some thunder. Just keep watching our page. I know when this. I'm gonna drop this tonight, but right before we before I go to don't the break tour. it. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna break it. So drop uh, it like it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> and throw it way back. <laughs> I love way it. back. <laughs> hey, I got one other thing before we oh, sign off okay. here. Okay, what you got? Uh, the sunset is tonight at 4.57. Well, yesterday it was at 4.56. So the sunsets are getting later. <gasps> oh. Starting tonight. With one minute later, uh, you might notice we're nowhere near the, the solstice yet. We still have a, you know. 10 days, 11 days. September 21st. Well, how's that work? Before that happens, but that happens every year. It's completely normal. Don't be alarmed. Oh, you know, the, the days are still the days I'm are still be getting shorter because my child will be 22. The days are still getting shorter because the sun's coming up a little later in the mornings. Ah. 
So, but but yeah, if you notice, if you notice it's 4:56 and you're like, ah, the sun's still out. That's Don't why. Panic. It'll That's go why. down the next minute. Yeah, yes. the next minute. Yeah, and then like the next day or two, it'll be 4:57 and the sun will still be out. I was like, oh. by by Christmas we should be above you know five o'clock or or Past later. Past five o'clock for sunset. Yes. Yeah. Boy, that'd be. Won't that be nice? I mean, I get it. There's nothing I can do about it. The, the, the days are going to get shorter and days are going to get longer. Right. I can't do it. And, but people just complain like, I don't like this. I don't like storms. No more storms. So, you know what? We just we just go on because. <laughs> so yes, it's that is 2020, and we can handle anything. We can, by golly, and we just like some snow. 2020 wouldn't that be something? 2020, we get the massive blizzard of the century. <laughs> no, Before, don't say that. No. Yeah, well, yeah. No, that, that thing coming in that I was looking at the GFS is wanting to put it. It's not huge. It's just, it's pretty potent. I'll just put it that way. It's small, but kind of like a hurricane. Bam. So <laughs> we'll have more on that next week. So, Sherry, you got anything else before we wrap up? I am out of information. Yeah. <laughs> You're exhausted of all your information at this time. All I've got for now. Okay. Well, it's time to put a little bow on it. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. A columnibus cloud. <laughs> <laughs>